Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. I want to take a second to talk about the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped.com. It contains the Lawnmower 4.0, all-new skin-safe electric trimmer, the Weed Whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Reserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, Crop Reviver, ball spray toner, Magic Mats, disposable shaving mats. It also contains two free gifts, the Shed, which is a travel bag to keep everything in, and Manscaped boxers, anti-chafing boxers. Go to manscaped.com right now and use promo code HEYBARTENDER at checkout and get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. You can't beat that. 20% off plus free shipping. It's coming up on Christmas time. It would be the perfect gift for that man in your life. Or if you just need it for yourself, just so you can feel a little bit better, a little bit more secure, go to manscaped.com and use promo code HEYBARTENDER to get 20% off plus free shipping. Go there today. Hey, I'm Kaylee. I'm from Salem, Massachusetts, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. You know, it was amazing. I did nothing, and I'm not upset about it. You know, those days are great, aren't they? They really are. (laughs) I live for them. Welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. It's awesome to have you on, and thank you for contacting me, uh, letting me know that you're a listener out there that works in the service industry. So, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so so happy to be here, and I love what you're doing. This is... the episode that I was listening to, I was in tears laughing. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Well, it <laughs> makes me feel really good that people are, uh, that you're enjoying it and uh, other people are listening to it too. So um, to actually hear a review at that, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> but yes, anyway. you're doing great. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Kaylee, uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? So I have been in the service industry since I was like 17. I started off at uh, Panera Bread. Um, You know, then I went to like a hostess, uh, to a food runner, to a server, to a bartender, which I I still am a bartender today. And um, yeah, I just, I loved it. So I've kind of like worked my way all the way through, except for management. No, I don't want to, I don't want to tread those waters just yet. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I work at Finn's in, in Salem, Massachusetts, Ooh. which city, yes, yeah. creepy time. <laughs> we just went through a, I think one of the busiest Octobers I've ever witnessed. Really? You know, right after the pandemic, everybody was gearing up, ready to get out and, and it was awesome. So I, I have to ask during the month of October on my TikTok, I did a series of, TikToks of talking about haunted restaurants and bars. 
And I think I did one for Salem, Massachusetts, just because the name is synonymous with witches and Salem witch trials and all, all that stuff. Does a lot of things happen like that uh, out there? Do they talk about it a lot? Or? Yeah, I I think that's that's definitely like one of the main draws for for coming to Salem in October. Um, I've worked at two different restaurants in Salem, um, and I have a you know we all we all know each other in the industry around here too. So we'll we'll swap uh, war stories and and ghost stories and you know things like that. And you know it is um, it's pretty creepy. I was actually talking to a friend of mine tonight to um, see if he had any, you know, really creepy ghost stories. So, would you remember which restaurant you did in Salem? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I was getting a lot of emails about uh, Florida bars being haunted. Nashville, Tennessee... Seems like majority yeah. majority of the haunted bars that I uh, that I found while searching the, searching the internet for stories were all up in the original thirteen colonies. The one that sticks out to me when people when people ask me about you know spooky places you know because I get asked all the time is um, uh, Turner Seafood in Salem. Oh, that yeah. definitely is is pretty well known. Rockefellers. Oh yeah, Rockefellers is uh, is really, really very old too. They've been there for for years. Yeah, I said it was built in eighteen twenty six. Yeah, and I believe it used to be a bank. Well, it's uh, from the the stuff that I got. It was uh, owned by the Salem First Church, and oh okay, they rented out the first floor to businesses to pay the bills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. It, Eventually, the building was bought by what people call the Witch Spoon of Salem. Uh, they sold silver spoons there. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the ghost of the Blue Lady, she rumored to work uh, work at the Witch Spoon of Salem. She, uh, she was murdered uh, in the tunnels beneath the building. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's a big that's a big topic too. The tunnels underneath the city. Before we get to that, we're almost ten minutes into there into this, and I warned, uh, gave you the warning before when we started talking that I wanted you to do a drink special for the show. So, oh yes. So, if you wouldn't mind, uh, if, do you have a drink special for us? I do actually. I found this drink at a restaurant that no longer no longer exists with us right now. It's sad face, but they called it a hot blonde, and I kind of tweaked it a little bit. Um, so I was going to, um, it's a tequila cocktail. So um, an ounce and a half of ghost tequila, uh, half an ounce of passion fruit, a ounce of lemon juice and an ounce of simple syrup and shake that really, really hard and throw it in a coupe glass. And that's my, my hot blonde drink special <laughs> that I stole, but changed. So what's that taste like? Um, it's got a nice kick. It's, uh, the ghost tequila is a habanero infused tequila. I believe, I believe it's made in Boston. Um, so it's got a nice, you know, spice to it. And then the passion fruit's going to sweeten it up and, and, uh, the lemon has that like citrus flavor. So you get, you get a, a spice and a, and a sweetness 
to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's for the brave of heart for sure. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that sounds really interesting. Have that <laughs> mixture of uh, hot, uh, spicy, and sweet. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm. Uh, I may have to try yeah. to uh, try to find a way to do that without uh, in a safe space. Safe space because I'm a lightweight. But <laughs> yeah, yes. I only recommend having two. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's go uh, start back at the beginning. You said that you've uh, been in the service industry since that you since you were seventeen. Uh, yeah, working for Panera, and yeah, which Panera is not. I'm not licensed to talk about them or anything like that. But um, so, what got you into the service industry? Was it uh, the need for a summer job or? Yeah, I was. Um, I was in high school, and I wanted you know a car and just to be able to buy, you know, shoes and, and, you know, just things that I wanted. So, you know, after school I would, I would head over there and, um, and I stayed there for a while. I stayed there for, you know, two years or so. Mm. And then, um, I ended up moving out. I got my own place and, you know, needed, needed some more money and somebody, you know, had, had recommend, you know, getting, get into the, get into the service industry, get into, you know, restaurants and, and, you know, when you waitress, you can make, you know, a decent amount of money. So, you know, go do that. So, and then I just, uh, I went to college and I, and I just kind of never left it. So what'd you say? I, I really enjoyed it. I just did, um, a couple courses here and there, nothing too crazy. I was really just more focused on, on traveling. Mm, okay. Yeah. I got a, are you originally from uh, Salem, Massachusetts? Yeah. Born and raised. Cool. Yeah, yeah. My um, my grandfather bought a hotel uh, on Winter Island in Salem, and he built it up, and he raised his family there. And uh, my mom actually bought the same house, and so that's where I grew up. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, right on the water. A house with some really, probably really groovy history along with it. That's, that's really cool. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little creepy at times. Where did you go from there? Uh, once you started in college, did you stay, uh, did you go move on to a different restaurant? I ended up um, not going to college right away. I ended up meeting a boy and this boy was from England and so I would go back and forth between England and Boston. Oh, wow. And I did that for a while, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's part of my brain that thinks that's really, really cool, but the other part of my brain that's, uh, <laughs> that sits, wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it was, oh, my God, it was so much fun, though. It was, I, it was really cool. Uh, I, I had a guest on my show some time ago uh, from England, and – uh, he, him and his wife have invited me, you know, come out and visit sometime. And I'm like, I don't have the money to do that, but I did warn them. It, I will do the American things. Like I will look for Dr. Who's TARDIS. I will look for two, two, one B Baker street, uh, you know, try to find Sherlock Holmes house, you know, <laughs> do the typical American things. What was that like for you though? It was, uh, it was really cool. I, you know, he, he would, um, come over here. He was a piano player. So he would do, you know, oh, British gigs over here. Player. That's a double threat. Isn't yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, it was fun. He would come over here. I'd go over there. 
um, after a while, they were, they're brutal. They're like, you know, asking me to park the car and, and all that fun stuff. But it was, it was fun, um, you know, just being over there. And, and I did go to the Sherlock Holmes bar. You did? That was, you know, very touristy thing that I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drank a lot over there. They can, they can hold their liquor. I will give them that. <laughs> That's uh, on the bucket list for me uh, to do some, if I ever get an opportunity to do some traveling, I mean, real traveling outside of the United States. So yes. you're very lucky. Thank you. So as you, as you went along, did you just, did you start out in the restaurant uh, as a waitress or a hostess or what was the journey to? Oh my God. There? This is my favorite story. This is how I got my, my first job. So I, um, I was kind of desperate. You know, I had just gotten an apartment and I needed a job like, you know, ASAP. And I heard that this bar and, you know, was hiring. And so I kind of just, I waltzed myself in and I'm talking to the hostess and, you know, I'm like, oh, I have a, I have an interview. And she's like, okay, let me go get him. So she goes up, she goes and gets the manager and he's, I can see him, you know, coming down, coming down these stairs and he's like kind of rifling through paperwork, you know, and, you know, he comes and meets me and shakes my hand. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I must have lost your, uh, your application <laughs> and, you know, sat down with me <laughs> and he hired me right there and then. So I was a hostess for him. Um, and I absolutely loved him. He is, I still talk to him to this day. He's an absolute peach of a human being. And um, I think it was about uh, maybe a year in that working there that I told him that I never applied. <laughs> that is an awesome story. <laughs> he wasn't mad at me. You know, he was like, it's cool. You know, and then from, you know, he hired me as a hostess. So I was a hostess for, for a little while. I'm one of those people that I, I really need to be doing something at all times. Like, you know, I can't stand around or sit around and I'm, I'm not that person. So I, you know, moved on to running food. Um, I learned all the table numbers in the restaurant. And then I ended up being a waitress, you know, a few months after that. And, um, and that was cool. I ended up leaving that bar or restaurant and going to uh, bartend at kind of like a dive bar type of place. Mm -hmm. um, and that was an experience. <laughs> uh, as you were being a server or did you, did you start learning, uh, learning drinks as you were a server? Or did you learn it when you started working at the dive yeah. bar? Oh no, I, I, you know, I would ask questions all the time too, because, you know, as I was, as I was a server on the floor, you know, people would order drinks and, you know, like a Cosmo, Hey, um, not too much, you know, uh, Quantro or, you know, triple sack. And, um, I'd go up to the bartender and be like, um, what? what's what's that <laughs> you know so as I would like you know figure out like you know normal drinks that people would order I would figure out what was in them and okay no worries you know what was in a martini glass you know what came on the rocks you know you know things of that nature so as I was serving I kind of picked up a little bit here and there but I didn't really start figuring out how to make them until I was a bartender mm -hmm. and yeah they threw you behind the bar and uh, said, here's how you pour a shot. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> yep. Right to the wolves. Like, here you go. You can, you can handle it. 
and I did. It was fun. People were nice to me, and um, most people were nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was a it was a good experience. It was mostly it was it was mostly just like you know Jack and Coke and and rum and Coke things like that and beers. You know, so it was it was a really it was a beginner's bar, so it wasn't like you know super crazy. Well, dive bars are actually uh, in most cases more fun to bartend at because you have a chance to get to know the customers in my opinion i mean if you work for a corporate or something like that everybody's really spread out or you really don't have any customers at the bar you're just feeding drinks to the servers the whole time anyway but it's also fun because the drinks aren't too complicated probably the most complicated drink you poured there was probably a long island iced tea and which i did too i gave that right to somebody else (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what's this (laughs) Why is there a Coke in an iced tea? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of have to. There's actually no tea in there. <laughs> no, no, it's it's sour mixing Coke, and it gives it that color that looks like it's like a tea. But you know, that was it. That was an intimidating drink to to remember. You know, but then you you can kind of just like look at your speed well and be like, okay, it's you know, yeah, a little bit of everything. But no, that was it. Was a good experience. It was it was fun. Yeah, I used to set up my speed bar so that the first four bottles, all the whites, were the ones that I would grab yep. to make the Long Island iced tea. That that was yep. That's how I always set it up. But uh, yeah, when most of your drinks are just a liquor and a mixer, it's pretty easy on you. But anybody yeah. ever throw you off with a really, you know, they call it well something like I was talking about it with somebody else, like they call it a Cape Cod. But all of this, all it is yeah. is a vodka crayon with a lime or Cuba Libre rum and coke with a lime. You know, anybody try to throw you off all the time with things like that? Uh, there's a it's a it's a vodka soda crayon, and I had I had a couple of customers. It's like a Kentucky Derby or a Derby or something something similar like that. I can't remember the name of it. You know, and I'm kind of like looking at them like what. I don't, I'm not familiar. And, um, they ended up telling me it's just a vodka, vodka soda crayon. I'm like, okay, throwing me for a loop. Fine. Whatever. You know, that was fun. No, there's, there's a couple of drinks that I never really make that I definitely, um, I definitely got to, I have to Google sometimes, you know? Well, don't feel bad about that. It's, uh, a lot of customers, <laughs> I don't. a lot of customers, when they, uh, tell me a drink that they want that I have no idea what the hell it is. Sometimes they take that as a comfort and sit back and say, well, I know he's going to make it the way I want it. So yeah, uh, they, they tell you how to make it and odds are they do know how to make it, but uh, yeah, unless you run into those uh, bratty uh, kids that just turned 21 and they ask for a blended drink, like a margarita or a daiquiri. And then they come up to your bar and say, is there any alcohol in this? And, Oh God. Yeah, uh, you know, you know the feeling. <laughs> I'm like, all right, just uh, I'll just hand him a bottle of Advil liquid gels and be like, I know that you don't want to do this, my dear, but just eat two of these right now with some water, <laughs> and you're gonna be just fine tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> you know, there's no alcohol in this. I'm like, oh my god, you turned 21 yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what that tastes like? No. Um, <clears throat> or the ones that say, well, when yeah, I no. make it at home, I can taste the alcohol. Well, when you make it at home, you can use half a bottle. Oh, my God. 
Can I ask everybody? I, I, my heart goes out to those 21-year-olds because I remember, I remember being 21. <laughs> <laughs> Your 21 run pretty epic? It was, uh, you know, I feel like everybody has, you know, they walk into like a liquor store or a Total Wine and there's always that one aisle that you can't walk down. <laughs> you know, there's always that one night you're like, oh, no, I, I don't even want to look at Captain Morgan anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah. Put your foot down, sir, you know. It, you know, that for me, that was, um, uh, don't cringe. Don't come for me. Uh, Stoli Raz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that was a night. I was. To this day, I won't walk down. I won't walk down the aisle. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's everybody. Yeah, just like you said, everybody's got that one where they can't even look at the bottle anymore because of the horrific uh, night or morning that they had afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll be talking to people at, at the bar about it, and um, you know, my favorite is when someone's like, "Oh, I had a night on like Jägermeister." And I'll just be a real big brat and like go grab the bottle of Jaeger and just open. You can literally just open up the cap and just kind of walk by them and let them smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Remember this? (laughs) Now, do you mess with your uh, customers a lot? How uh, do you have fun with them or tease them at all? Oh, yeah. I try to, I try, I always try to, you know, give people a fun experience. I mean, as someone who has traveled quite a bit, I think one of the loneliest feelings is sitting in a bar, you know, kind of by yourself. You want to like, you know, talk to the bartender or, you know, have a conversation and they're kind of not feeling it or, you know, whatever. And I, I, I do really try from the bottom of my heart to, you know, give tourists and, and give people who are just visiting for a couple of days, like my attention and, you know, this is where you should go. This is what you should do. And like engage with them and talk to them because it does make your trip. You know, it, it really does. There are places that I won't go back to because, you know, it, it was fun. It was amazing and stuff like that, but people make your trip you know, memorable. They really do. And so I try to keep that in mind. Man, I'm not perfect. You know, oh, I'm sure. not, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, I, I really try and do that. There are some really ridiculous pictures of me that I've taken with people <laughs> <laughs> at the bar, behind the bar, you know, so, but it's, it's always been a really good time, especially when other bartenders come in from, you know, different parts of the country I have, we have a blast with them. Yeah. It's uh, well, one of those pictures that one, uh, was that you in a pirate outfit? Uh, oh. oh yeah. That was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, okay. I had to do my research on you. So don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, you know, general warning. Don't ever bartend with a corset on. Well, that's it not is, a problem for me, but <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, just in case, if you can share that information and do it, it is, it's, it was bad. All right, ladies, you heard her. (laughs) (laughs) And and some guys need, probably needed to hear that too. So we got to be, you know, equality. You know, I have, I have a couple of friends who dress up as women every other year. Mm -hmm. And on the off year that they're not dressing like women, people get upset. Like I thought you were going to be, you know, Madonna. You know, this year, what's going on? They get, they come back to Salem, they find him, and they get bummed out that he that he wasn't a woman this year. You know, 
Um, no, it's funny. Yeah, mini skirts, like the whole nine. Oh, see, well, <laughs> see, for Halloween, the, the when I was a bartender, I think the best thing I did a couple of Halloweens in a row was wear a tuxedo because the boss asked us to. And working in a tuxedo is not comfortable with in when yeah. there's tons of people in there. You're pouring drinks; it's really hot. Yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy it much. No, no, no. I did. I was listening to um, Christina Christina Dean. Yeah. You had interviewed her before me. Okay, I absolutely loved her, and I she had her eyeball like. You know, and yeah. eyeball falling out. I wish I could see the picture. I thought about doing that <laughs> and just kind of like shaking my head a little bit and having the eyeball kind of like dangling around, maybe drop it in someone's strength. <laughs> um, you know, really cool. I wanted to do some kind of like gory stuff, but it, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could have, if I could have worked like that for, for a while. Yeah. Uh, one of the Halloweens, the boss said, you can dress up for Halloween, but you can't dress up in anything that you can potentially trip on or anything like that. And my bouncer, I made some kind of reference to a porn star, you know, so I guess I can't dress like him. And I'm like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Ron Jeremy? No, uh, John Holmes. <laughs> Ron Holmes, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Way back. My Google history is going to be questionable now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he made a, he just made an offhand joke about, oh, I guess you can't dress like John Holmes. And, you know, all of us that knew, knew who John Holmes was, we, we started giggling, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I was just, you know, in terms of, he didn't want customers dressing up as porn stars? No. Or you guys? My, or uh, uh, my bouncer wanted to dress like a porn star, but. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Now, uh, now, since uh, we're not we're a month away from Halloween now, but uh, uh, you Halloween's a pretty big deal in Salem. Uh, the way you talk about it, yeah. Now, the problem that I had when I was bartending on Halloween night is people would come in in costumes and they would have something that completely obscures their face, and they're still trying to hand me their ID. And I'm I'm sorry whoever you are, but I don't know this is you. What do you do about that? Yeah, you should have thought about that before you did a full face. <laughs> I I can't remember. I Luckily, I didn't have anyone this year that, you know, was like fully covered where they couldn't like take their mask off or anything. But yeah, no, I have, I have turned people away for that yeah. before, you know, just you gotta, you gotta protect yourself and, and cover, cover your bases there. You know, you never know. Yeah. I feel like the bigger problem is like um, IDs not scanning too, or like expired IDs from like your sister's cousin's aunt or, you know, that you kind of look alike. You're like, I'm just going to slip this real quick. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've run into that uh, once or twice. I talk about it in previous podcasts where a girl tried to use her sister's ID and they did look similar just a couple of years apart. But my friend Shannon, who was bartending with me, she got the hold of the ID and she goes, oh, Shannon, this isn't you. Because I know Shannon. She was in here last night because they both oh had the same God. name and they bonded on that. And Yes. Uh, she, but she, Shannon, uh, normally where I worked, we were supposed to confiscate the ID, IDs after we, uh, after we proved that they're not who they are. 
but uh, yeah. she told, go tell your sister if she wants her ID back, come back and I'll give it to her. I'm not going to destroy it or anything like that. And, uh, but yeah, uh, fake IDs. Uh, I didn't have ID scanners back then. Uh, it was all what we knew. And if you had a, uh, if the light was good enough to see that there were scratch marks on it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, do you have the yeah. new, the new stuff with the cameras and yeah. the black light and all that stuff? Yeah, they're they're like these they're like these like little laser scanner handheld devices, um, and they scan um, they scan the IDs, but they also scan them if they're fake too. You know, there's there's good fakes going on too, so you can always ask for like a backup, you know, mm. or give them like a <clears throat> um, you know, show me a debit card or something like that. Massachusetts is super um, strict too you know well we get some people from texas you know who come to who come to mass and they're like what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean i have to do this <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> we're just not as cool as you guys i don't know what it is we can't do happy hour yet we're working on it give us a minute you know yeah but do you have to worry about it when texas uh, people come from uh come up to visit you guys and you, uh you're not armed are you <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, I, huge personalities, love them, love them, huge personalities. And, you know, I think the thing that comes to mind is, uh, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. I work at a seafood restaurant, so, you know, they'll come in and, you know, get oysters and, and things like that. And they're like, these are so small. And I'm like, well, and I had to Google, you know, like Gulf oysters. They're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if I could eat those ones, you know, like a big, huge, you know, but I don't know, maybe one day I'll get down there and try it. Yeah. Come down to the, uh, the Gulf and hang out in Corpus Christi with all the spring break kids during March or April or something like that. No, I am too <laughs> old for that. in your face is awesome. <laughs> I know. Like, what is this? No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can probably hang, but still, I don't know if I should. Um, I don't think that no, guy's do filming those videos weapon? down there anymore. So, <laughs> what what videos? The Are they the ones that I yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what? If Snoop Dogg's there, I might shake his hand. Yeah, yeah. You can get a contact high at the same time. <laughs> I would. I would. I don't even smoke weed, but I. I would get a contact high from Snoop Dogg just to say that I could. <laughs> <laughs> that I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mint Mobile has reimagined the wireless shopping experience and made it way easier. There's no stores, no salespeople, no nonsense. Just a huge savings on the nation's largest, most reliable 5G network. With plans as low as $15 a month, you have unlimited talk, unlimited text, and you can find the perfect data plan that suits you. You can even bring your old phone if you're still used to it. Or if you want to get rid of your old phone and upgrade, Mint Mobile has a large selection of phones for you to choose from. Just follow the link for Mint Mobile in the description of this podcast. Check out the plans and the opportunities for you to save some money with your new wireless service. Go to mintmobile.com today. Hey, People from Texas <laughs> complain about, you know, what the uh, size of no, the yeah, They're like super confused. They're like, this is tiny, but, you know, 
in Texas, everything's bigger. I'm like, I, I've heard, I've heard, sir. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I find no, the seafood fine. where you're at is actually pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and really, really me good. Not being a huge seafood fan, that's uh, big yeah. of me to say, but, um, you know, everybody talks about the lobsters from Maine and, uh, oh well, my God. Uh, well, so I, all I can think of in Massachusetts is baked beans right now, but, uh, oh, those are good too. Boston baked beans. Yeah. Yes. If you ever come up here, I'll give you some good places to go. I don't know if they're still open. There's a place in Boston called State Street, I believe. And, um, you know, cause I, I have a couple of cocktails when I, when I go out. Um, but I think it's called State Street and they have some of the best baked beans homemade that I've, that I've had. Um, but yeah, no, it's hilarious. I, I should actually, um, videotape myself and put it on YouTube on how to crack a lobster. You, yeah. Like the the best way to like break open a lobster, you know, people, people who have never had one before will come in and they'll get one. And the look of fear, like the fear of God is just, like, how do I eat this? <laughs> I'm like, relax, take a deep breath. I got you covered. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. I'm like, put this cape on because you're going to want to shower after this one. Like it's going to get, it's going to get gross. Um, but they, they do it. And I'm, I tell them like, I'm so proud of you that you did this. Give them a high five and send them on their way. Now, now, uh, if I were to come out there and eat seafood, uh, which I do once in a while, but you'd have to point me in the right direction because I tend, uh, to think my safe spot is anything deep fried and, you know, you know, deep fried shrimp. You want to take a long nap after. Yeah. But I've, I've never had lobster myself, but. All right. If you come out here. I'm taking you out. You gotta, you gotta come out with me. We'll take you to the craziest dive bars. We'll go, we'll go get you some lobster. It'll be great. <laughs> well, I'll trust do like a whole tour. I'll trust your instincts then, <laughs> or your experience. Right. Actually, I should say. Yeah. But, but no, if you want really good seafood, you come to Finn. You know, we have we have really good stuff. Um, you know, you can't you can't really go wrong. You know, if you do if you do like a little bit of research and like look at you know, online forums and stuff of like what you want, you know, you'll, you'll be able to, to find it for sure. So when you're behind the bar, uh, now I, I've told many people, uh, it's been a long story for me that, you know, my customers used to think that I was very introverted, which I am. And they try to talk to me about sports and I don't know shit about sports at all. Nothing. And, uh, my friend, uh, my friend that worked behind the bar with me, she would always be like, oh, you're just talking to him about the wrong subject. Ask him about the Beatles and he won't shut up. And I warn people all the time. If you ask me about the Beatles, you're about to go into at least a half hour lecture. Are you sure you want to ask me that question? And what is what are your subjects that you uh, that you like? Because everybody expects the bartender to be kind of chatty or uh, talk about something. What are your subjects that you like to talk about? Um, I kind of, I really, I don't know. I really will just kind of feel the person out. I think, you know, I am a weirdo and I love to see what people's responses are. So I'll kind of like mess around with them a little bit and see if they think I'm funny or annoying or they're like not into this or, you know, just try and get them laughing. Um, I think one of my go-to questions to ask people is um 
if you could be any animal, you know, what would you want to be? Or give them like a, you know, would you rather be like a dolphin or a bird? <laughs> you know, and kind of see what they say. <clears throat> and then I try to like, what I feel like a lot of the times what ends up happening is that we'll come up with like, you know, million dollar ideas. I know this just took like a total like left turn, yeah. but you know, we'll, we'll come up with million dollar ideas. And that's a kind of how I remember people too. Mm. The other day, um, I, me and another myself and a customer that, you know, was there that day, she was, you know, complaining about hangovers and I'm like, all right, we got to, we got to come up with like a, like almost like a white claw idea, but Pedialyte and vodka. Pedialyte and so vodka. You, <laughs> yeah. It's going to cure. It's going to totally get rid of the hangover or hopefully fingers crossed, <laughs> but you know, you know, just like random stuff. Like just random yeah. stuff. There's no rhyme or reason to anything that I talk about, I guess. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's fun stuff to talk about. I mean, uh, you get the electrolytes and uh, you get the buzz at the same time. Yeah. It's a great idea. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, the co- coffee-flavored beer, stay up and get drunk all over again or something like that? <laughs> like an espresso martini. Raise your hand if you've been victimized by an espresso martini. You just, you know, for me, when I drink those, it's like, I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning with my heart pounding <laughs> and I will not be able to go back to sleep again. That's what that beer reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't yeah, bad. just bad, <laughs> but some people <laughs> uh, with all the, uh, with all the microbreweries that are popping up everywhere, uh, you got different flavored beers and all that sort of, uh, how many, how many taps does your bar have? We have uh, nine, I believe. Okay. We have nine. So we'll keep on, we'll keep the basics, you know, Bud Light. Um, we have Guinness on tap, which is actually kind of cool. I haven't seen that. We have Sapporo on tap too, because we sell a lot of sushi. Um, and then just a rotation of, you know, local IPAs. Sure. And, um, you know, pale ales, things like that, whatever, whatever is, uh, is, you know, is wanted, I guess. Now, do you, uh, do you also agree with that famous meme where you have to rattle off every beer that you have on tap and all they do is order a Coors Light? Heck no, man. I throw them a menu. I'm like, you let me know if you have any questions, (laughs) my dear. (laughs) You need some readers. I got your back, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't, I have a huge bar. If I did that for everybody, I'd be weeded out of my mind all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I made that mistake when uh, my the bar that I worked at had 15 taps, and yeah. Oregon has a lot of microbreweries, <laughs> and so okay, Bud Bud Light, Coors Coors Light, uh, Mirror Pond, you know, just name off all of all of them, and then I'll have a Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, and you know what? Good for you for memorizing all of those. <laughs> No, I didn't memorize. Good for you. I, I, I didn't memorize. I turned around and looked at the bar and read off the taps. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, that's funny. No, I uh, no my uh, there for a lot of things. I have the memory of a goldfish. There, uh, you know, fifteen different beers, and maybe three or four of them rotated out on a monthly basis. There was no way in hell I was going to remember any of that. Yeah, yeah, remember all of that. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, no, I think I've I tried to um, put a piece of paper on the side of the beer taps this year 
and do a tally mark for every time I made a uh, shipyard pumpkin with a rim. What's that? It's a pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. It's like huge, huge. It's really popular here um, in October. It's, you know, pumpkin flavored beer. It's really good. It's like, you know, got a nice cinnamon flavor to it. And um, we'll put caramel on the rim with um, cinnamon sugar. Ooh. And they're like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. you Every time you leave work after, you know, a Saturday shift, you are covered in everything sticky. Everything. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's... I must have made like 1,200 of those this year. I was like so bummed out I gave up on it. But Yeah. Uh, going home sticky is awful. But, I mean. Uh, Bart... It's better than having tequila in your shoe. Okay. There's got to be a good story with that. Oh, it, it's, you know. I'm I'm a messy girl, you know. I'm a messy girl. I'll be shaking a margarita. I'll turn around and look one way, and the couple go flying somewhere. Ice is everywhere. Next thing you know, I'm covered in strawberry puree and tequila. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm scared that one day I'm going to get pulled over, and the cops just going to be like, "Miss, I'm just I'm not even going to give you a sobriety test. Like, just you're getting in the back because mm. you just reek of booze." Like, no, you don't understand. I, I used to live in fear about that too, because, uh, I gave it up after a little while because I felt, uh, like it was a waste of time, but, uh, flair bartending and, you know, I tried to do the bottle flips and stuff like that, but every once in a while I'd flip the bottle the wrong way and get this streak of vodka straight across my chest or Ooh. whatever I was pouring. And, yeah. uh, I was thinking I'm going to go home, sm- uh, reeking of alcohol, but I haven't had a drop tonight, you know? <laughs> Yeah, irrational, irrational fears of the police. Yes, can you still can you still do flare? Uh, a little bit. Uh, every once in a while, at, <laughs> uh, every once in a while at my my job, I'll pick something up and then spin it around in my hand. But yeah. I I wasn't great at. It. I mean, I've seen some flare bartenders that are uh, that it's almost a superpower. But uh, uh, yeah. But I never I never did flare bartending just because most of the people were like, "Can I just get my drink?" You know, thanks for the show, but I just want to go get back to my pool game. Uh, do you do, do you yeah. try any of it? No, I feel like, and I could be wrong, and come for me if I am wrong. I'll, you know, message me, whatever. My hands are are small, and I look at you know my coworkers can can you know they're pretty talented with you know things like that. But their they their hands are double the size of mine, and I feel you know like I can't I can't grab you know multiple bottles or or flip things over and catch it and you know whatever. Um, I also would make a giant mess, and I haven't practiced enough to do any of that. So yeah. I really just like shock value, you know. how I like to light things on fire. Oh, they let you do and, that. In your yeah. Oh. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. We're going to find out. <laughs> I mean, I've done it a couple of times. It was great. They loved it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I won't, I won't do it unless, you know, I feel like they're not going to light themselves on fire. See, I didn't do many fire drinks, but uh, uh, there was a couple times where I thought I was going to give up doing fire drinks because uh, when I was making a Spanish coffee, uh, I let it go for too long and the glass would explode. And so I was like, maybe oh I should God. stop doing this because <laughs> now I have to empty out the ice bin and, I, and clean it and then refill oh, it. No. 
but uh, Saturday night at eight o'clock, you get an empty life, babe. Yeah. Oh no, that's bad. <laughs> and it's hot too. That's terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> now I've been asking this people to people a lot that come onto my show. How often do you have to? Uh, do you hear the phrase? Why don't you get a real job? Oh God, I don't really put up with stuff like that. I kind of. Um, <clears throat> well, it just seems. I have a real. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I I have a real job, yeah. and I enjoy it very much. And um, anybody that you know disagrees, just you know, they don't understand, and that's not my problem. Well, it's you know, uh, it like you and I were talking about earlier. Just, I mean, people use the service industry as a stepping stone towards a career, another career, a passion or, but there are people that just actually enjoy it. I mean, they, they enjoy the interaction between all the people pouring the drinks, uh, serving the tables. And, but there's always that one, there's there's always that one proverbial Karen that will, uh, that will, uh, you know, I apologize if that, that was a bad word. No, but. I love it. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the proverbial Karen that looks at you and goes, yeah. why don't you get a real job? Or, uh, you know, and you're sitting there thinking, well, what's a job? I mean, you do a service, you get paid. I'm doing a service. I'm going to get paid for this. Maybe not by you, yeah. but. <laughs> right. I mean, you could always just like. I don't know. There's been times where, you know, I've just lied and I'm like, Oh, um, you know, um, I'm working my way through college or, you know, whatever. And just try and like pull on her heartstrings a little bit uh, and get her to stop being evil <laughs> or, you know, whatever, you know, kind of leave me alone, give me a break type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, it, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way people yeah. look down on the service industry. It, uh, really starting to, well, it, it always annoyed me and they're just, yeah. why don't you get a real job or, you know, even from my, even from my family. And yeah, until one day my father and I sat down and had a conversation. Then I told him how much money I was actually making behind the bar and his jaw dropped. And he's, you actually made that much. And I said, yeah. And you encouraged me to quit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with a lot of people too who are in this industry, you know, I mean, not so much with the pandemic happening and all of that, but you know, and a lot of people left, a lot of really good people left, you know, and kind of there's new people, you know, coming in at least in Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's hard for people to leave because you wherever you go, you you always start at the bottom. You know, so a lot of people will work two jobs because it is hard to give the money up, you know, and, and I mean, honestly, like you, you work nights and weekends and things like that, but it's like, I, I try and always have a good time too. So it's not, it's kind of like a lot of, especially moms will tell me all the time, oh, I use it as my night out away Mm -hmm. from, you know, the kids and like, this is my time to socialize, um, you know, things like that. But, you know. I think it should be a requirement for humanity to work a year in the service industry, period. See, I was saying six months. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would change a, a, you know, that would change a 
a perception of, of what we do and, and how hard we work. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we bust our butts. Yeah. We really do. And there's a lot of stuff that you, uh, habits that you can pick up from working in the service industry of like customer service, uh, following procedures on making food or making your drinks. How could you balance a tray full of, uh, uh, gla- uh, drinks that you're about to bring out to a table. I don't know, but um, there, there are tons of things that you can uh, that you can learn and perfect just by working yeah. in the service industry. I mean, yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of a lot of places want you know that customer service experience because mm-hmm. you know they know you know that you've you know you've done it before, and it's it's almost a, it's invaluable you know, to be able to deal with people, you know, I am not saying like we have, you know, the hardest job ever, but, you know, you know, flight attendants and, and things like that, you know, it's, it's important. Yeah. And oh my God, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. Especially when they're right. uh, at 30,000 <laughs> feet and stuck with that person until the, uh, the plane reaches yeah. the destination. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was reading a news article the other day. Somebody punched a flight attendant in the face because they didn't want to put their mask on. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's terrifying. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, I would rather deal with somebody being like, why don't you get a real job than being punched in the face for trying to do mine? Yeah. You ever run into problems you know? like that when you're bartending? Because I, I had a couple times where guys were trying to pick a fight with me and I wasn't implying that they were offering me uh, a blowjob or anything. They, you know, they're, they're ready to throw down, <laughs> but uh, they're, they're ready to throw a punch at me or something like that. Did you run into, do you run into that at all? Um, I do. I have definitely. Um, I am, I'm five two and you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to hop over the bar and, you know, break up a fight. I've done it a million times. Um, but I do as when I, when I first start out at a restaurant, there's a couple of things that I do. And one of those things is to pick out the biggest men in the place mm. and be like, Hey, you know, start a, start a conversation with them, you know, get to know them, things like that and find out who you can trust when, you know, stuff like that goes down. Who are, who are you going to call, you know, Hey, you know, get over here. I, you know, I need help, you know, get them out of here, whatever, you know, and just kind of like try and break it up that way or just try and handle it like in a, in a funny sense too. Like, Hey, you know, maybe you've had a little bit too much tonight, come back tomorrow and we'll talk about it, Mm. you know, and just try and like cut it off cut it off like that without like starting a fight. That's like one of my biggest number ones is to not try and let it escalate. Right. I've always found, <laughs> yeah. uh, in based on my experience, I've always found that, uh, women can, uh, diffuse a fight faster than a guy can. Cause, uh, I found out that, uh, me jumping in the middle of a two guys fighting, all of a sudden I become a contender and yeah, I've seen that. But, I've seen that too with me. But my uh, good friends, Barbara, Shannon, they jump out into the middle of the fight, and then all of a sudden the guys stop and realize, I just messed up hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely scary for anybody. But, you know, 
you're putting yourself in between two people and you might, you might get hurt. Mm. You know, it's definitely a scary thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've, I've done that too, where I've put myself in situations where, you know, I've told men to kind of like my coworkers, Hey, back off. Like I got this, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's responding better to me than he is to you. Let me try and handle it. Yeah. And it's, and it's worked out, you know, um, some people get a little macho-y mm. and want to, you know, throw down, but they're looking at me like I'm not a threat. So it's a little bit, you know, easier, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the only time where I wasn't cool with, uh, uh, my coworker going out was, uh, my friend, uh, my, my waitress Hattie, she was about seven months pregnant at the time. And I started sniffing something in the air going, uh, something's about to happen. If something starts to happen, you stay behind the bar. Do not move. And yeah, but like you said, I made friends with the Harley Davidson riders, uh, and hell yeah. Yeah. I'm convinced that, uh, if I ever got into too much trouble, all I had to do is turn around and go, Pat kill. And he would have done it. Uh, every biker I've had in my bar, like any, any kind of club, like affiliated type of people, they have always been amazing and super respectful and just really, really good people. Like if you, if you work at a bar where they, you know, come in and they, they take care of you, they'll definitely be, you know, a scary thing to, to look at for somebody who's trying to start a fight. Now on, on your Instagram page, I noticed it said, uh, that, uh, you're a beverage consultant. Is that you know, a clever title for yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, no, I, mean, I wouldn't like refer to myself as like a mixologist or anything remotely close to that. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a funny way to be like, Hey, I work at a bar. What's that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I've never been a fan of the title of mixologist. Uh, I, I'm, I always like where if somebody were to ask me, are you a mixologist? No, I'm a fucking bartender. But, you know. Yeah, it's a little, it can be a little pretentious for sure. Definitely. Now, um, not to like throw shade on anybody who, yeah. you know, not, not disrespecting but, people that do call them mixologists or, or call themselves mixologists, right. but, um, uh, right. I'm not, I'm not on that level. Yeah. Uh, the, the people that graduate from, uh, bartending schools that all of a sudden I'm a mixologist. No, you're a bartender, <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm not talking shit about them either because, uh, I, I went to bartending school and did you? yeah, but I, I always walk onto my job. Yeah. Like, uh, every job that I've ever war- war- uh, gone into with training, uh, for like the first month I, try to be as open-minded, uh, almost borderline act like an idiot just so I can get a feel for uh, what happens there, how it's done there, instead of walking on there, well, I've done this for years and it should be done this way. No, it's in any job in this world, it's never the case. Yeah, come in and, and be humble and see what you're dealing with before you're, you know, I'm the best. I'm, I'm you know, I get that. Yeah. Like what I do when I walk into, you know, if I start a new job, I walk into the kitchen, I'll meet the chef, I'll shake their hand and I'll be like, I want you to let me know um, what your pet peeves are so I can never do that 
<laughs> this is the last thing I ever want to do is piss off the chef, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's funny, you know, walking into a place and like, you know, be, try and be humble and, and see what you're dealing with. That's definitely something that not a lot of people have done. No, you know, no. And, uh, you know, because a lot of these people, these people that, uh, graduate from vocational schools, let's say, uh, they almost have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and they kind of forget that they're still brand new. They may be book smart, but there's, uh, the atmosphere that you have to contend with the personalities you have to contend with. And, uh, uh, I was lucky my, uh, the person who uh, taught me at the bartending school, she w- had been a bartender for 30 years. She bartended uh, small bars. She bartended big bars. She uh, bartended casinos. And she uh, concentrated mostly on customer service. She goes, I'm going to teach you 100 drinks. You're going to probably remember 10 of them when you graduate from here. But uh, well, but customer service, yeah. that's what she loved to teach. So Yeah. And I love that because I feel like a lot of, the time, at least in my experience, you are kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit, you know, unless you're, you know, at a corporate place or something and they're kind of trying to micromanage you, you know, not a lot of places that I've, in my experience, have been like, this is how you handle this type of situation. This is how you de-escalate, you know, you know, a fight. You know, I think I've worked at one, uh, one bar. It was kind of a club. Um, and they did have us go through, um, a training with the state police on how to like deescalate a crowd and, and, you know, things like that. But that was, you know, I've worked at like, you know, uh, God, maybe like 10 or 12 places. And and that was the only place that did that for us, which is kind of cool. But, and please don't ask me questions because I can't remember any of it. Uh, there, there are ways to de-escalate, uh, de-escalate fights, but it, it also, it also yeah. depends on the person that you're dealing with. I mean, uh, and especially nowadays with people saying, uh, you touch me, I'll sue. And they, yeah. they've already tried to punch you twice, but, yeah. uh, it, it's too difficult in this day and age to try to, uh, yeah. figure out how to de-escalate yeah. things. I mean, do yeah. you? What's your favorite method? Uh, uh, just do you raise your voice or do you grab a pool no. cue and start swinging it like a samurai sword? Or no, I mean I would on, on in my spare time I probably would do that because I can't play pool. So, but mm. <laughs> no, I feel like when people when people get mad they start yelling, mm. and I feel like the calmer that you are and the lower that your voice is, they'll try and match you. You know what I mean? So if you're really calm, cool, collected, you know, no one's screaming behind you or being like, get out, get out. You know what I mean? The calmer that you are, the more that they're going to match your tone mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be more apt to listen to you now because now I'm not screaming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I definitely try that first. You know, and if my patient turns out because it does, you know, then I just go and grab the biggest dude I can and be like, all right, time to, time to hit the door, bud. See it. See you never. Bye. You know? Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely try first for sure. Another question. What's, have you seen a really nasty bar fight? I'm sorry. Have you seen a really nasty bar fight? I've, uh, 
the worst that I've uh, I can think of two two guys uh, were uh, starting a fight in front of me. This was my first bar fight when I first started bartending, and two guys were starting yeah. a fight. But I thought I was being chivalrous by grabbing because my coworker Shannon she was about to jump out there and stop it, but I grabbed her by the shoulders and threw her behind me and then pulled them apart. And that was before I realized, oh wait, she could have done that way faster than me, and uh, I. Uh, my face wouldn't hurt right now, <laughs> but uh, uh, then there was another uh, two guys that uh, one guy we used a racial slur towards the other, and so he oh, decided man. to start throwing punches, and I jumped out there, grabbed the little guy, tossed him off to the side, yeah. and looked at the guy that was throwing the punches, and he just got this look like, I just messed up because he was a long time customer for me, and I had to 86 him because of it, because you get in a fight in the bar, you're gone. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been a customer, but yeah, uh, the best fight. I, I feel like saw. a lot of guys, I feel like a lot of guys fight over women. Like most of the fights I've seen are because of a woman or over a woman. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Crazy. There, there was, um, I saw. There was one guy I remember. There was one guy I remember. He. Uh, he got mad that guys were constantly approaching his girlfriend who's sitting at the buddy bar next to the pool table that he was playing at. And I, uh, and he, he and I were decent friends and I said, well, maybe you should quit playing pool for a little while and pay a little attention to your, uh, your girlfriend and guys would be less, uh, less inclined if you're nearby to approach her. Cause she's a really pretty girl, but yeah, uh, but he's just like, Oh, and is I was like, you're kind of ignoring her when you feel like you have to play pool constantly when whenever you come here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it didn't help, but uh, he didn't. Yeah. It, but it, it rang the bell for a second for him. But <laughs> I used to work with this woman. She, I and I love this idea. I just remembered it. But she's gorgeous, absolutely beautiful, and and single, but not looking for anybody. You know, she didn't want a boyfriend or anything. She's, you know, out here living her life and, and doing her thing. And she would, she went out to like a Claire's or like some sort of like, you know, little jewelry store and got a fake engagement ring. <laughs> and she would wear that every time she worked just to be like, when guys hit on her, she'd be like, oh, by the way, I'm engaged and make up a different story almost every time they would ask about him. Now, <laughs> I've seen that backfire on women because there's some guys who lack the morality to realize, oh, I better back off. Uh, the, yeah. And they try still try to pursue it. Does that ever backfire on her or does it work? Um, not that I know of. I mean, I know that she would have like a story that she would tell, you know, that she had already like thought about just in case like there were, you know, multiple questions and, and things like that. But I think, you know, a lot of the times, like if it just got to be too much, I'd just kind of walk away and let them cool it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Say, so, yeah, think about my husband's a Marine sniper. We got out of the car. He disappeared. I guess he'll be yes. here in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, funny little, little things that you can do just, just in case you never know. I mean, I know myself included, you know, I've been followed home before. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, followed me to my car, 
and, you know, followed me home and things like that. And it's like, it's crazy. You really, and I stress this on like the new people that, you know, come in that have never worked in the industry or, or whatever, but, you know, make sure that you take care of yourself and that you, that you walk with somebody, if you park in a parking garage or whatever, you know, stay with your buddy and, you know, make sure that you take care of yourself because you never know who's coming into that bar. Yeah, uh, that was kind of the thing when I was uh, when I was bartending. We all walked out at the same time. Uh, yeah. Uh, at, after closing, you know, if your shift ended at ten o'clock, you uh, we would keep an eye on you as you're walking through the parking lot. But that's but yeah. uh, the two bartenders, the two servers, and the bouncers, we'd all uh, walk out at the same time. Never got bothered. Yeah. But uh, that was that was something like uh, on my nights off. Every once in a while, I'd go and visit my friend Shannon and just hang out and help her, help her clean up the bar. And then I, uh, uh, with Aww. the intention, I was bored, you know, I wasn't doing anything that night. That's so nice. And, <laughs> and plus we were, we were really good friends, but, uh, uh, I would, uh, uh, that would all almost inevitably end up either going to Denny's and having breakfast at three o'clock in the morning or, going yeah. over to her house and she says, uh, you want a grilled cheese? And she made these awesome sourdough grilled cheese sandwiches. But, uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's how our relationship pretty much, uh, built up because, you know, we're constantly watching for each other and walking out, you know, at the same time, just so we're all safe. And, uh, yeah. so what's, uh, what's your words? Uh, uh, you just said to, you know, use the buddy system how do you stay safe in your bar? In my, in my bar? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have this cool little sign that like flips down on my forehead sometimes. And it, it, sometimes it says, fuck you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you know, and just kind of like sending a pretty clear message, like, Hey, I'm not, not interested, you know, in, in any, in any of that, like in terms of like people hitting on, you know, hitting on me or things like that. Um, and like staying safe, you know, and just making sure like, you know, I'm walking, walking out with somebody, somebody else yeah, and, you know, cover spaces. Yeah. Um, that's and, another thing that females have, uh, female, at least I've noticed females have to deal with. Cause I, uh, asked my friend Shannon, she say, she'd tell you, uh, if you were, uh, and you'd have to hit Anthony over the head with a two boy two by four in order to get him to realize you're hitting on him. But uh, oh. like I said, she she's a good friend. She can say things like that about me. Oh, I love that. Dealing with uh, dealing with people hitting on you because uh, yeah. every customer, uh, it could be yeah. yeah, any customer feels like they got a yeah. uh, got a shot with the bartender, especially as the night goes on, as uh, as they keep drinking. And letting yeah. them down constantly is that uh, that's got to be tough. Well, I mean, it's like that's kind of like your power too. You know what I mean? There's there's two sides to that too. Like you can you can kind of play it off and and make it a game. You know, every time I've I read this one this one from this other bartender, it was like it was like an online forum or something like that, and she was like, you know, playing a game with her with her regular who was hitting on her, and she's like, you know. Um, every time, every time you leave me a really good tip, I'll give you another digit to my phone number, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and just like turning into a game and like, you know, playing it off like fun and stuff like that, 
<laughs> which I thought was really cute and funny. Um, but yeah, now, no, I, uh, now there was one customer I had who fell in love with one of my waitresses and he, oh. he came over to me. I, I like her so much. And I, uh, she, I have asked her out and she said, no, what do I do? And I looked him right in the eye and I said, you ever try to ask her out sober? Cause he was always drunk. Off oh my ass. God. <laughs> and he's, he's like, what really? And I said, yeah, sober up, ask her, ask her out. Not tonight, you know, consider tonight, tonight a loss, but sober up <laughs> and then ask her out. Maybe she'll give you a shot. He got one date out of it. That That's it. And you just hooked him up. Yeah, well, you, know, you gave him that idea, a smart man. I love that. Well, it, that's really good. It's also had had to do with paying attention to what the uh, what they were saying yeah. uh, behind the restaurant. Going, this guy keeps hitting on me, and he is so drunk right now. And yeah. but I was just—he's a nice enough guy. He means well. Uh, yeah, he's. She won't get near him because he's drunk off his ass. <laughs> yeah, I I try to have like a I try to do three rules for myself. Um, try to like touchy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have three rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I have three rules. No politics. Or if you do talk about politics, like you can, you have to turn it into, you know, something funny or, you know, not let it get too crazy. Don't date your, don't date your customers. Mm. And don't date your coworkers. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's tough. And not, that works. For uh, a time. I know what you're talking about about dating uh, coworkers because your family, you're around each other constantly. You develop feelings for each other. I've dated my coworker before, and uh, it was uh, the the initial starting the date was great. Uh, the customers yeah. actually looked forward to seeing us work together because we uh, we worked really well together. But the breakup, yeah. that yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you, and you kind of like. I feel like, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to that have dated their coworkers. You know, I'm like, did you think about what that was going to be like if you guys did like, did a workout or whatever? And that's like a that's a hairy uh, hairy subject. That's a it's a thing to crawl into. It's you know, it can be a little intimidating for sure. You know, you got to really make sure like, you know, the person that you're talking to is like super mature and respectable and is going to respect you no matter what, you know, and just try not to, you know, just be like good people to each other, you know? Sure. Yeah. And sometimes uh, after the breakup, the days, some days can be harder than others, but you just yeah. got to know uh, that inevitably it's going to, uh, it's going to end up in heartbreak in one way or another. And yeah. you've got to be able to deal with that because one of them is going to start dating eventually. And yeah, jealousy sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's crazy. I know we're all human. <clears throat> yeah. It's, um, yeah. Those are my three rules. I try, I try and keep those, um, you know, up to date as, as much as possible. Cause you know, especially with, you know, the pandemic going on and, and everybody has something to say about, you know, the president and masks and, you know, and all of that. And it was wild. Like, 
people could come into my my restaurant and we the the um the workers had to wear masks but they didn't have to once they sat down but it was like a really triggering experience for some people it was it was kind of wild like people would see us with masks on and get upset yeah oh my god they make me wear those da, da, da. and it's like oh here we go here we go again <laughs> and it gets really really upset and I'm so glad we don't have to wear those anymore because my pimples were out of control. I've, I've heard many people say it that. It was yeah. so bad. It was so bad. I was like, you know, once they, once they, you know, ended the mandate and all of that, I was like, um, who's coming with me to get a facial because we deserve this right now. You <laughs> <laughs> have to clear this up. Whatever's happening on my face right now like, is wild. You know, so glad that that's over. I'm going to knock on wood right now because I feel like winter's coming and they might do it again to us. So there we go. Yeah, that's uh, two of the cardinal rules of bartending is never talk about religion or politics. Uh, Yeah. Sex comes in there every once in a while, but religion and politics are the big two that you do not talk about. And since COVID's on everybody's mind uh, and uh, it's, it's really hard, I'm sure, for customers to keep their mouth shut. Mm. Yeah, or uh, you know, you know when you're. It, it, I think a lot of people don't realize that that we talk to so many people every day, and so it's just like this constant loop of the same conversation mm. over and over again. And it can really, you know, kind of wear you down a little bit there. And to some yeah. customers, you tell them that I I wear this to keep you safe, and other customers, you tell them I wear this so you can't tell I'm making faces at you, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true too. I know that was one of the things that I missed about it is, you know, you'd, you'd get like a little tough customer or whatever. And you could, you could always kind of walk by your other coworker and be like, Hey, careful of that one. (laughs) Nobody knew what you were saying. (laughs) I do miss those things. (laughs) Hey, um, we're coming up close to the end of the show, but there's another thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, ask you about what's this, uh, plant enthusiast. Oh yeah, that was, um, that was a, uh, that was a hobby that I had picked up, you know, when, when the whole entire world shut down, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what came over me, but I started collecting so many plants. I found these like nurseries in Indonesia for crying out loud. And I was like, yeah, it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) and I was like buying all these plants and like these house plants like tropical house plants and stuff and I had this is how bored I was okay I'm like living alone it's you know gross like you know April March you know it's raining here all the time it's cold it's gross I had the heat up I had you know um humidifiers going all the time my apartment looked like a tropical jungle (laughs) it was amazing I was like I don't need to go to Florida I'm good I'm chilling I'm at the (laughs) beach in my own mind you know like I turned my whole house into a forest it was really crazy so yeah did the plants survive yeah it was pretty um okay no (laughs) 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 to be fair to my um you know once once everything had lifted again, um, my landlord had like sold 
the the two family that I was living in and then I moved in with a friend and and that didn't end up working out and so I ended up moving again. I moved so many times in 2020 and 2021. It was I must have packed up my stuff like eight or nine times. And you had another and day I finally you have to move around myself. too. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. That was a that was a stressful period. And in the process of moving, I I you know we had some casualties. They moved on. They moved on. My dog and my fish survived. So you know that's all right. That's, that's all right for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, we're coming up towards the end of the show. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time out to be on Hey Bartender Podcast. And uh, thank you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast, most importantly. Um, It's great to have people that listen to the show be guests on the show. Um, In case uh, people want to find out more about you, want to go to uh, visit you at your bar, um, how would they do that? All right. So I'm at uh, Finn. In Salem, we're right on the wharf in Salem. It's a beautiful spot right on the water. Um, Come in the summertime, come in October. There is so much to do. It is an awesome, awesome place to visit. It really is. Um, And you can follow me on my Instagram account at, uh, it's Crayley. So Crazy Kaylee. Crazy? Okay, that's C-R-A-Y-L-E-A, yeah. Okay, that's that's where that came from because I was trying to. Yeah. (laughs) That's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, thank you so much once again. So. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And with that, it is last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar because I'm wearing gray sweatpants and I don't want you to see it. Um, special thanks to Kaylee Madden for being on the show. It was a blast having you on here. Um, Remember, if you want to go check out uh, more of her stuff, go to at uh, Kraylea, C-R-A-Y-L-E-A, on Instagram. And uh, go visit her at uh, in Salem, Massachusetts. There's probably a lot of stuff to go uh, see there, but she sounds like she's a pretty awesome person. You know, I talked just last talked to her for the last hour. She is awesome. So uh, go visit her sometime. Big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for giving me my theme song for my uh, podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, If you want to go check out more about Laura Hope and the Arctones, all of their music is available on Apple Music and Spotify. Also, people, if you want to be a guest on Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or follow me on any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them, my username is at Hey Bartender Podcast. DM me on any of those, and I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to have you on the show. I get, I've gotten to meet so many cool people doing this show, and I'd like to add you as one of them. Remember to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com where you can go listen to past episodes, and you can check out some Hey Bartender Podcast merch. I got some T-shirts, challenge coins, stickers. Go check it out. Uh, buy a T-shirt. Help me with my Christmas shopping this year, please. Uh, no, yes, I am begging you to buy stuff off my merch site. But you can be one of those people that says, I'm a big fan of Hey Bartender Podcast, and I've been listening to him for years. You know, uh, then probably people would probably say, Bar- Hey Bartender what? But here, neither here nor there. 
Remember, people, to always be safe out there. Make sure your customers are safe because you want them to come back and uh, visit you as often as possible, even the annoying ones. And be safe yourself uh, when it comes to walking out to your car by yourself. Have a partner with you. And if you uh, have a drink or two uh, after your shift, because some of us get off shift before the bar closes, make sure you drink responsibly. And if you drink too much, take some kind of public transit home, whether it's uh, ride sharing or get a friend to pick you up. And that's it for Hey Bartender Podcast. And as usual, people, thank you so much for listening. And I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last call?